He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. The albums sold among the most ever, and it's true that their music is a bridge between Ireland and America, between two friends. Hundred, hundred and fifty albums. That was Joe Biden congratulating you two, who we've all listened to growing up, whether you like them or not. Everyone knows you two; they're legendary. They've sold a lot more than 150 albums. I'm Drew Berkwist. This is my show. He gets so excited about that number two. It almost just kind of made me think, you know, of that scene. And have you guys watched Elf yet? Disco? You're like four times so far. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you've really, you've really gotten into it, but it makes you think like he's so excited about a number. That's totally not real. Makes you think of, of Will Ferrell being excited about this. Can we play the, this, yeah, well, for a package of sunshine and ravioli. Macaroni. You did it. Congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. I love the one dude's face who just stares back at him like, what are you doing? Um, but no, I mean, you know Joe Biden. about that movie? What is? Is that they Lots. didn't alert a lot of people in New York that they were filming. There was no signs that they let people walk through the sets. So all those reactions to most of the people around the town are real. <laughs> <laughs> this They captured it, and then they had them sign the waivers afterwards? Yeah, pretty much. I love it. I love that. <laughs> That's freaking awesome. Well, it's a great movie. I know it's a lot of y'all's favorite movies. It's not great that, <clears throat> that Joe is dumber than than buddy the elf but it does give us stuff to talk about and we've got a lot to talk about today we're going to talk about how his buddy barry barack obama spoke negatively about him was interesting we'll show you that clip joe speaking of joe might be changing his tune on the military vaccine mandate it's going to cost all of us i'll tell you what i mean like him or not elon's doing what the media and moreover, the Department of Justice should have done with regards to Twitter interfering with the 2020 election, censoring content that played a huge part in the 2020 election. We'll talk about that. Climate change nonsense. Disney has gone more woke. Man, I, they just keep doing it. We'll talk about all of that, plus and booze and banter today, which will be over at DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. You can see it on the bottom of the screen there if you're watching the show. We'll paste the link in the chat throughout the episode today, specifically to today's episode of Booze and Mantra. But we're going to talk about Raphael Warnock. We're just 24 hours away from the runoff election in Georgia. We'll talk about him. Rules for thee, not for me. Pretty just typical communist BS. Harmeet Dillon. Throwing her name in the ring, it sounds like, for RNC chairman. We got Jen Psaki comments. We got a bunch of other stuff. Tom will be back today. It'll be great. Quick administrative note here as well as we get into things today. Live, live shows. This, this, what you're seeing and experiencing right now, which you know to be at 2 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Thursday, will be here Monday through Thursday this week. We'll do booze and banter every day. It's going to be a great, fun week. Then we will be going on break for the rest of the month. But 
But, 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 my friends, we've got the 12 interviews of Christmas that we've been telling you about, which will premiere live, have live chat, all of that stuff at the normal time, 2 p.m. Eastern, starting next Monday. And the, the good news is, is it's not just Monday through Thursday. It's actually Monday through Saturday each of the next two weeks. So the last interview of Christmas will be on December 24th. That is Christmas Eve. How do we pull that off? You know, it just works. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and the little girl mentioned something about a check. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so that's uh, that's the schedule. We'll remind you throughout the week uh, what's going on there. What if it's a cheap trick? What if it's a cash bar? How dare they? <laughs> you know, I've got one kid who doesn't like that version of the Grinch, and it, it drives me crazy because it, it, we end up having to, like, figure out how we're going to work it in and when. So um, is that kid like just, are you looking for another home for the? Yeah, no, we are. We're, yeah, we've yeah. got, okay. you know, ads out on Craigslist, all sorts of stuff, yeah. you know, next door, um, all of that stuff. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Facebook marketplace. <laughs> listen, you're going to spend Christmas somewhere else this year. Okay. And all future Christmases. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm choking on my tea. I thought tea was supposed to be the opposite. Let's get to question of the day guys it's christmas time it is our last week of live episodes during this christmas season and <clears throat> i know there's lots of controversy there shouldn't be there shouldn't be and i know it's kind of cliche these days to even talk about it but we know that most of us know good americans good christmas patrons <clears throat> know that die hard is a christmas movie but the question today is and it involves that is do you believe, first and foremost, that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? And then specifically for you, for you naysayers out there, if you say no, why not? Do you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie? If not, why not? Send in your responses as you do, folks. I have got to tell you, okay? There's only a little bit left of this discount over at Field of Greens. You've got to do it. You're going to feel better. Your skin's going to look better. You're going to feel healthier. You might even lose some weight. We all could. It's a tough time of year to do that. But that could be the results that you get. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Drew. You're going to save 15% off your first order. 10% more, 25% total, if you subscribe and get recurring orders. Guys, it's not a supplement. Supplements are a waste of money. This is a full-spectrum product. Full-spectrum vegetables and fruits are in it. Science-backed herbs, prebiotics. Everything you need is in there. It's great tasting. There's multiple flavors. You can see the different varieties on the screen there. You pour a, a scoop into some water, whatever other beverage you want, shake it up. They send you the cup to shake it in. You, you drink it down. It tastes great. You feel good. It's a win-win. You support the show. You support your health all in the process. So get on over to fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Drew. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Drew. Okay, let's get to some responses here. Reminder, the question is, do you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie? And if not, why not? Shelby Kelly, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and it's a tragic comedy. Yes? Yes and yes. Um, <clears throat> lots, lots of talk about Disney. Lots of talk about Disney. Let's get to the question, folks. Die Hard. What do you say? Yes. Yes. Remember, if you say no. Oh, Vernon, we got to talk. 
if, if, if you say no, you got to give a reason as to no. But <clears throat> Vernon says <laughs> never seen the, the movie. 12, maybe we skip the 12 interviews at Christmas and we just watch for 12 days Die Hard live <laughs> die, stream it. Die Hard straight. <laughs> What's going on in the news? Who cares? There's a building cares? under siege. Um, Hans Gruber. <laughs> Jerisam says yes. Deb says yes. Ginger, it is, all caps, a Christmas movie. Shelby Kelly, yes. Um, all right. So we got... No, Christmas movies are happy or funny. There's some funny parts in it. Um, not a ton, but... Um, are we on schedule? One more to go, then it's up to you. And you better be right, because it looks like this last one's going to take a miracle. It's Christmas, Theo. It's the time of miracles. So be of good cheer and call me when you hit the last block. Hans Gruber said it. It's Christmas. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a he Christmas it. movie. There's In a the Christmas movie. party happening. There's there's Christmas eggnog. There's some Christmas romps the opening happening in the office. has a Christmas song in the yeah. opening yeah, there's there's like sleigh bells. I don't know why I'm doing this because that's not sleigh bells, but um, it just absolutely is. Vernon, is uh, you got to man, you got to see Die Hard. It's 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 classic. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's get into the story. I'm sure we'll talk about Die Hard again this week. It's just it's it's an exciting time of year. We get to watch. By the way, Die Hard Two is also a Christmas movie in my opinion. But um, let's talk about Obama, right? Because the left wing's Obama Messiah morphed into a Southern like preacher or something. I don't know what he was going for last week in Georgia. You know, again, the the runoff election tomorrow between Warnock and Walker. And what's interesting about it is that he went scorched earth on his former number two, Joe Biden. Take a listen. I know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will. They say crazy stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. It, it, they're part of the family, but you don't give them serious responsibilities. All right. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting. I mean, if you had any doubt that Obama had issue with Joe, that kind of sums it up there. Clears things up quite a bit, right? He said some remarkable things about Joe behind the scenes over the years. But, <clears throat> I mean, we all know that Obama is a smug prick, but for him to take on Joe while he's, quote-unquote, finger parents sitting in office right now, totally kind of emasculate him in front of fellow Democrat voters, it's pretty astonishing, right? It's an interesting thing to see. And he's essentially telling the crowd there that, that – Joe's not really in charge. He's just a placeholder, which, of course, we all know. But as much as I dislike Obama and, and moreover, how much I dislike his policies, he's absolutely right. He's just straight up telling the truth here, something that the Democrats aren't great at doing. Joe Biden's not in charge. Joe Biden's an empty suit who's got a card that he reads from, that people have given him. All the real policy implementations done by Ron Klein, Klein, Susan Rice, Barack Obama himself, 
That's just uh, that's just, and I'm sure there's some other names that we don't know about. We can't confirm any of that, but the speculation is that it is those those individuals there. Maybe some others again as well, but it's not Joe, right? It's not Joe. We know that. Remember, we had that one soundbite of Obama. Where you know they're like, if you could run for a third term, would you do it? Remember, he laughed. He's like, <laughs> no, but if I could do it from my basement in my sweatpants and have someone else do it, I would totally do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Usher in 2020 and where we are now. It's, but I think you know it's interesting. We've talked about this scenario a couple times on the show, and as you hear, uh, uh, the Democrats just wait with bated breath when Obama speaks. Like whatever he's like, it's just you know it's glory like whatever like it's exciting for them when he speaks so to hear them and him specifically marginalize joe it kind of goes along with this thought that we've talked about where we're kind of witnessing the beginning of the the beginning of the end of joe and democrats putting distance between themselves and crazy uncle joe right it kind of feels like that he they're, they're letting him become the fall guy for corruption. And you could, you could see that like, this is all, all been something that's been coming for a while. They thought that he was, you know, you, you go back, you go back to 2020. The pool of candidates that, that they had were awful. Sans Tulsi Gabbard, who terrified them for that very reason. So they blackballed her and got rid of her, but she had terrible candidates. So they thought Joe who was already starting to go into significant cognitive decline at the time. They thought because of his track record, because he's that friendly old grandpa, they leave out the part that, that sniffs and fondles and, and sexually assaults women and children. But they thought that he was the most electable candidate against Trump. So they propped him up, right? And then he campaigned from his basement. And with, you know, every once in a while, a couple, couple places with, with no one who would show up, right? we Remember the honks? Oh, the honks were hilarious. But you, you had all of this happen. And you had the right people on the left prop him up. Big tech, you know, big corporations, the mainstream media, all of that. And then as we all saw and as we now are all feeling and experiencing, he was installed as president. But we're now getting to the point in 2022 where his usefulness is over. It's time to throw him under the bus. Have him leave office under a cloud of corruption and shame. And you might think, and, and for a while, there they did, you might think that the, the Democrats and all the power brokers in D.C. and across the globe, for that matter, would do everything in their power to cover up the Biden family corruption. And like I said, they have. There's been, we're going to talk about Twitter, who did it today. But they see this as an opportunity of exploiting his corruption now, seeing how much of a failure he's been, seeing how the American people are not responding to him. So it's an opportunity to point it out, kick him to the curb. This is how they play the game. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see if that's, I mean, again, I could be wrong. Joe, Joe also the other day shared some reservations, kind of the first time he's done that about 2024. Like it, 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 I'd be more surprised if it didn't go this way than, than if it did. And it's not going to be like some big, you know, Joe's being ushered out in handcuffs or something like that. It's just going to be, they're going to let him and, you know, let, let some of the stuff fall on him. 
and and he's going to walk away. Oh yeah, and you know, it, gosh, now that Pelosi is going to be moving out, you know, but like, what if she were to stay? Would would there have been something that she would have pushed? We got to impeach Biden. You look what he's doing. You know what I mean? Because obviously they're getting tired of him. They're getting. Right. <clears throat> we we got to keep playing cleanup because this guy just doesn't know how to stick to the script and. And it's, and but at the same time, the stuff that he's saying is exactly what they're doing. But they're like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't tell them that. You know, don't you can't say that. They, well, that's what we're doing, right? Well, no, 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 you can't. You got to smoke and mirrors, Joe. Smoke and mirrors. But he's too far gone to understand that right now. Oh yeah, too far gone. Too far gone to understand anything. Although, I will say that he or others, there's there's some good news, bad news with him because apparently apparently he is considering rescinding the vaccine mandate for the United States military. You had Kevin McCarthy, who's now the house majority speaker uh, tell, you know, Fox news that he had a bipartisan agreement with, with the communists to lift the mandate. Here's the problem with it though. So you, you hear that, right? And I, when I first saw the headline, I was like, that's awesome. Like that's good news. Too little, too late. This should have never happened. But it's it's a it's a positive development, right? And and, and it's Christmas, right? We'll take we'll take all the positive developments we can get. But it's coming at a cost. It's McCarthy's going to make it be a part of if if this even goes through a part of the eight hundred and seventeen dollar seventeen billion dollar excuse me National Defense Act. So eight hundred seventeen dollars. That's yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds like Joe Biden in the clip we showed at the beginning there. I'm I'm that's easy. Eight hundred and seventeen billion with a B dollars, the National Defense Act, and you kind of look, you step back when when you hear that part of it, and you're like, well, of course, of course, with this ridiculous D.C. swamp, the Democrats, of course, it has to be attached to spending, and that's the only way we're going to do involved? it. He what? Is there back pay involved? Like, what's the what's the cost? No, no, no. It has like, to do with it has to do with something totally unrelated. They're tucking it in. It's kind of we'll oh. give you this if you spend all this other money. And oh, gotcha. Okay. So it <laughs> that's just the way the Democrats work, right? Like, yes, if my buddies here in this industry and this guy and of course me, if we can get something out of it, we'll call it something else. Don't worry. We'll call it this in this case, the you know the National Defense Act, or we'll call it the Blankety Blank Act. It'll have very very little to do with that, but that's how it works. It was and, like the road to nowhere. Remember that one? Yeah. It was like, oh, we're building a bridge over from Alaska to Russia. But then when you read into it, you're like, well, wait, we don't want any of this stuff. Oh, you weren't supposed to read that far. Yes. <laughs> you're supposed to be excited about building a bridge. That's it. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Nope. It's always, there's always more to it. And this is a situation, I mean, since, I mean, obviously there's been lots of uproar and there should be over the vaccine mandate in the military. But since it was put in place, you have 30, it's probably higher than this now, but at minimum, 3,717 Marines, over 1,800 soldiers and 2,000 sailors were discharged. Lots more left when their time was up, if their time, you know, if their time was up and they were that period where they could, but discharged, kicked out, i.e., for refusing to get was vaccinated. It, was it honor, an honorable or a dishonorable discharge? I, I couldn't tell you. There's a lot of them there. I, I don't know how they handled yeah, that, but they shouldn't have been forced like, out. Yeah, because yeah, and and if it it shouldn't have been a dishonorable. 
It should have been an honorable one because it's, but who knows how they wrote it out and what it all happened. And so that's just crazy. Yeah. And again, there's plenty of other people who left Endor who are still there, but are just disenfranchised. And, and can you blame them? And it's unclear with the discussions that are going on right now, if those, you know, those numbers I just mentioned, you know, call it close to 7,000 who were discharged would be reinstated under this new deal. And if they'd even want to, again, if that's the problem, when you make a big decision like that, a big unconstitutional decision like that, and you force this down on people who are, who are willing to do anything and everything for this country. And then they, they are either booted out or they leave. It's hard to get your, you know, we all know how easy it is to lose trust and how hard it is to get it back. Same with credibility. I, I think that, they're going to struggle even if they offer reinstatement, even if they offer some of that stuff. We'll see. But, but if I'm that individual, I, let's, 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 let's just sit on this for a little bit. Like just because they make one decision, I, you're going to have to work harder than that to get my trust back. That's me. My, and maybe I'm wrong for that, but. Well, yeah, I remember a couple of weeks ago we were on F and D we were talking to um, foreign and domestic. We were talking to, um, Rob, Colonel retired Colonel Rob Manis, and uh, we asked him that question: If they were to rescind the vaccine, and you were the one that got pushed out, would you want to come back in? And remember, I think he said the only way he would do it is if they if they could get rid of these like oh the pronouns and the you know like the gender identity stuff and get that out of it and be like we're just men and women serving our country. Yeah. That was his only caveat to, in which I agree. Like yeah, you know, like okay, you know, because you know I see from what he's saying. I signed up to uh, serve my country and to fight for it. Yes, I was pushed out for whatever, but now I'm allowed to come back. I still want to do it. Then yes, but you have to get rid of this. Right. Because all those identity things and the pronouns and all that, it's just too convoluted. Yeah. Too get much back stuff to focusing on. On, on what you're supposed to focus on. If, if that's yes, the case, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would be my advice to anyone too is, you know, question everything now. That's just the sad state of where we are as a country and, and specifically as a national security apparatus. But if 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 things are going to go the way that they were the way that they're supposed to be then by all means go 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 kill some bad guys go support the people who kill bad whatever the case might be but we still have you know even if this goes through even if if this is a, a deal that's made between McCarthy and and the libs and Biden and it's rescinded the problem is, is again, we still have those who were discharged. We still have those who walked away. And we still have this quiet purge going on in the military. And all branches of military are way down in recruiting, as we've talked about numerous times on the show. We're, in, we're at a place where you don't have young people who want to serve this country. And part of that has to do with some of these new policies. Part of it just has to do with the fact that the left has shoved this anti-American a shamed American system of values down on our, our youth where we're not creating warriors anymore. Now, hopefully this is, this happens and hopefully this is a step in the right direction. And you're going to have young people who wanted to, to join and, and push through the crap that's being fed to them in school. And they're not going to have to get vaccinated unless they want to, if they want to, that's fine. But I don't know why they would. And I don't know why, this wouldn't get rescinded. I don't know why in the hell this thing happened in the first place. I do. We don't have time to get back into that. But we know that this thing has not been effective. And by the way, in this particular case, you're going against some of the most fit young people on the planet. 
who are the least vulnerable. But of course, as you can imagine, even as this discussion's going, there's there's forceful pushback from the left. There just is. They they believe that there should be, you know, vaccine mandates and all of this forced coercion at all times. You need to do whatever Big Sa- Uncle Sam and the big government tells you. These are the same people who, if you didn't get the vaccine, wanted you to die and lose your job. These people are sick. And now they realized you were right. We were right all along. And now even some of the data, I mean, we knew the data before, but now they're starting to talk about the data that, again, was there the whole damn time. But they can't admit that you were right and they were wrong. So they're holding fast. They'll go down with the ship. And that's the frightening mentality the left has. Like, they would rather everything burn down, everyone die, than admit they were wrong or do the right thing. You've got Lloyd Austin, who's, who's among the, the people on the left who are pushing to keep the mandate in place. So you've got this dude who checked boxes as he progressed through his career, a lot of which for the wrong reasons, and clearly doesn't care about the health and well-being of our troops. Again, he's, he's, he's in the service. Yes, he served, but he's still a Democrat. He just happened to wear the uniform. He doesn't really care. And he said his justification was, I'll read the quote. We've got it on one. Uh, we lost one million people to the virus. One million people died in the United States of America, and we lost hundreds at the DOD. So this mandate keeps people healthy, he says. So he's a liar or he's completely stupid, one of the two. In this case, you could say he's probably a, it's a combination of both. Because there's no way to prove at all that the mandates kept people healthy. And he's lying to himself if he thinks that that is true. but he's pushing it. We'll see, we'll see who wins in the end here. Again, we're not dealing with a very smart person in Lloyd Austin. We're not dealing with a person who shares the collective traditional values of our United States military, our national security apparatus. <clears throat> and, and, we're, and we're also, you know, by the way, even though this is a possibility, we've got people that are, pushing back one because they'd rather like i said before burn things down than admit they were wrong but they also have to give up control at that point and that's something the democrats never want to do all right we got plenty to come up we're going to talk elon we're going to talk all of that we've got some stuff on climate change that's so it's so ridiculous that it's 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 both enraging and funny at the same time i don't know what to make of it we'll talk disney coming up later too we've got all sorts of stuff stick around Merry Christmas and Happy New Year! It's that time again. Time to shop for Christmas. But where can you find the perfect gift? Shop Mammoth Nation. We have hundreds of retailers offering thousands of products. You can shop everything from home goods to sporting goods, travel to apparel. The best part? You get great discounts from retailers that love freedom and love this country. Shop to the right. 
give to the right. Join Mammoth Nation and use this promo code to get 30% off. May God bless you and your family throughout this holiday season. to talk about still real quick guys hit that like button if you haven't already the plus sign over on rumble the boxing glove if you're on the app please make sure you're subscribed there you can go to rumble.com forward slash drew berquist or just while you're here if you're watching on rumble go ahead and hit that subscribe button uh let's get into elon because he promised that he was going to drop internal emails that showed how twitter worked with the democrats and other leftist organizations to silence conservatives censor free speech do all the stuff that we've experienced for the past several years here. And then he lived up to it. He owned up to it, and he, he did what he said he was going to do. So props to him, because first of all, the amount of people who live up to what they say they're going to do, regardless of their motives and intentions these days, are few and far between. So you, you get props there. You also get props for what you did. And I'll talk about that here in a second. But Elon turned things over to Matt Tybee who posted them, I I hope I'm saying his name right, I don't know if I am or not, but Matt Tybee, who posted them in a long Friday night thread on Twitter, at least the first one. And in one of the threads, he, he said this, quote, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. He's talking about the beginning, by the way. Slowly, over time, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the lakes of spam and financial fraudsters. He continues on. If you read the thread, it's like, I don't know, what was it? Just go like 30 something odd tweets. It, it was, yeah, it was like 37, 38 different uh, like tweets or retweets, but he, it was like, uh, like tweets that he consecutively put out like yeah. minutes after each other. Uh, I was like, you want all these? Because <laughs> there's a lot. <clears throat> right. I mean, it, it, it's a lot. And then again, there's, there's more that's come out, but like, so he, he basically breaks it. He takes you on a journey in the first one. Twitter was created for good. Twitter was created for balance. It started that way. Then it went haywire. It went sideways and everything started to break their employees are, I mean, I mean, literally there's a graph in there and you've seen it before. I think we've shown it before in the show. 90, I mean, 99%, I think is the figure or it's damn near there of all of Twitter's employees are leftists. They're left-wing believers. And as these tools were added for fraud and for spam and all this other stuff, they started to, to just say, you know what? We don't care. We don't care what leadership says. We don't even care if leadership knows. We're going to use these tools to, to censor people. Go after people who have different opinions and ideas. Even though that's what we were hired to help foster and grow at this platform, we're going to shut that down. We're going to only push the communist narrative. And you look at the voting records and the voting or the donations, I should say, for for Twitter, and it's clear as day where they fall. You we we all knew and we speculated, but there's plenty of data that points to it and says, no, 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 your thoughts and ideas were absolutely 100% on the spot. Twitter employees are all crazy libs. Sands a very very small percentage of them, and when you're a true believer like most of these Twitter employees are and frankly like most of the people who have been brainwashed into buying into all this leftist bullshit 
You believe that any action you take on an individual level is greater, you know, it's for the greater good. I'm, uh, you know what? I'm silencing Drew. I'm, I'm shadow banning Drew. I'm doing this to this person, to that person. And that action is okay. Even if you have to break some rules, even if you have to piss on Twitter's rules or the constitution, it's okay because in your mind, in their mind, you believe it's for the greater good. And this is literally how they go about their lives. This is how they see the world. They play so far outside of the rules that those of us who do play by the rules look foolish. And our side has long been and still is, for the most part, the side that believes in, in the rule of law, the Constitution. That's who we are. We try our damnedest to stay with, within that framework. But the other side, and, and we all know this, I'm preaching to the choir, I get it. But the other side, the, the communists, they don't want to play within that framework. They want to burn that framework to the ground. And whenever they want to change something, whatever they want to change something, in this case, it's everything about our country, our constitution, our values. They want it done and they want it done now. And they want to destroy and they will destroy any laws that don't benefit them, including the Constitution. I saw Eric Swalwell tweet again this morning about the I don't even remember the whole thing, but he was talking about this, that, or, or the Constitution. It's like, you guys haven't read the damn Constitution. And the ones who have are even more fierce in, with your desires to get rid of it. Because the left hates the whole document. They hate everything about it. They hate all the freedoms it gives the people. You know why? Because it gives it to the people, not them. They want all the power. They want us versus them, which is where we are. They want no middle class, and they want everyone reliant upon the, the teat of, of big government. And hopefully these emails, hopefully this stuff, because also, so Ty Tybee and, and Elon, or Elon passes it on to Tybee to, to share. They release a ton of internal emails pertaining to the New York Post Hunter Biden laptop story a ton of other censorship, a ton of emails from the Biden administration itself wanting things censored. Tons of damning emails. So hopefully, again, hopefully these are shared wide and far and they're a wake-up call for fellow citizens to see the outright assault big tech and the media are perpetrating on us. And again, like, like we were talking about the the pink-haired or purple-haired or green-haired person who's using those tools and they do it and they break the law because they think it's for the greater good. For the left, collectively, the end always justifies the means. That's who, who they are. That is their value system or lack thereof. They're like the pre-9-11 jihadist. Americans didn't know on a, on a broad scale writ large that we were at war with Muslim fundamentalists until it smacked him in the face. We're in a cold war right now. We're in a cold civil war right now, I'd call it. We're in a cold war abroad, too. But we're in a cold civil war right now with the American Communist Party. It's, it's, it's ongoing. It is, it is awful. There aren't bullets flying, thank God. But, but this is a war. And Elon Musk, speaking of war, he's come out and said that he's in a bit of fear From the U.S. government, probably the Clintons, 
other folks from the D.C. swamp for releasing these emails, releasing these Twitter emails. Remember Chuck Schumer? He's been in the Senate for like 400 years. He said it himself on Meet the Press right after Trump was elected. He said, you don't want to take on the intel community because they have six ways to Sunday to get you. And I can vouch for that fact. That's true. I wouldn't have said that out loud in, in, in his position. But he's right. I mean, again, and, and from when I started in the intel community to the time that I got out, the amount of politicization that had happened and how they've been weaponized, not all of them. Again, I, I always give this caveat too. The best people in this country are working in our intel, our law enforcement, and our military communities. And that's, that's still true, despite how bad leadership is there, despite how, how politicized and weaponized it's been. But there are nefarious actors there with lots of sway that have weaponized these agencies against American citizens. And what they can do and the amount of surveillance that can be done, the amount of data that can be accumulated, it's, it's all astonishing. It's all terrifying. And the only people or the only person at the time that's been able to slow them down and kind of wake people up to it, whether you support him or not, has been Donald Trump. And now you can add in Elon, who stepped up. And again, think about it here. I think it's in the title, but Elon and what he is doing with Twitter. He's doing what our Department of Justice should have done way back when. And on an everyday basis on a myriad of topics and issues. He's doing what our media should have done. But of course, we don't really have a fair, balanced media anymore. That, that's, that's long gone. They're just a, a proxy tool of the left. But he's doing what all of them should have done. So he stepped up and put himself out there. And yeah, and, and he's also put a lot of money out there. And man, I'm telling you, I know there's people who say, I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't. You don't have to like him. You don't have to trust him. I don't trust him. I don't trust almost anybody, by the way which is something I talk about with my therapist. But you, you need to understand and you need to give credit where credit's due. What Elon is doing right now with Twitter, with releasing all this stuff, with sharing it and making things more transparent, it is huge. What America does with it is another story. I don't think we're going to get the value out of it that we deserve because it's 2022 and things are broken as hell. But man, I'm telling you, it's... It's a big thing that he did this weekend. It's bold. It was needed. And I, I'm, I'm proud of him. That doesn't mean I'm all in on him on everything. But I'm certainly proud of this. I'm certainly pleased with the direction that Twitter has gone since he acquired it. So, so let's give wins and credit where, where credit's due. Um, well, but and, and, the, and the, people, the people who are upset about all this, really, they're more like jealous. Right. I wish I could buy Twitter and do all this stuff. And I get it too. Hey, why is this guy doing this? What's the catch? What is he going to want in return? I get it. You know, I mean, like th those are thoughts too. You know, like what's what's going to happen? But I mean, you know, it's it's funny. A I was talking to a friend of mine, and he's like, "Oh no, the guy that you loved because all he was doing was making electric vehicles now bought the social media platform that you loved because it was a one-sided thing, and he's saying it's going to be free. You're freaking out, like you you know." You put too much trust in one person. 
like you said, don't you just don't trust him. Just let, let him do his thing, see what happens. And if you don't like it, don't buy his cars, don't go on Twitter, and don't support him going to space. Like what, like what you know, whatever else he's doing. If you don't, then stop. But the problem right. is, is they're so they're so like so deep into oh we have you know no emissions, we got to do this, and you know when the best car out there is made by Elon Musk, you know the best electric car. You know it's like yeah. they're like, what do I do between a rock and a hard place? Well, maybe you should rethink what your what your morals are and what well, you stand again, for. Then again, they're all like they, it has to be. It's all or nothing for them, and and they're so emotional too. So it's you know it's just all of that is it just gets that much more out of control. And it, it, yeah, I mean, you're, but you're right. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, and 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 when it comes to you know one of the things that they were talking about, one of the the reason he did this obviously was to show transparency and and provide some clarity on on the internal communications as it pertained to twitter interfering with the 2020 election among the biggest things with that was of course the hunter biden laptop story which as as we've talked about ad nauseum wait wait, you know a gazillion times the new york post found that story broke that story that story was taken down they were locked out of their account and we knew that it had to do with the election of course, that wasn't said that. But anyways, you fast forward, and the biggest villain, as it turns out, at least from what we know so far in this whole Twitter email release, is head of legal, former head of legal, and and trust Vijaya God, Gaddy, Gad, whatever, no one likes her. She played a key role, and it's now seen. We thought that to be the case. We thought that she would be one of the key players, of course, being one of the C-suite executives over there someone who always was going on shows and talking about how they do things, lying about it, of course. But she played a key role in the Hunter Biden laptop suppression and other suppression of free speech, particularly if you were conservative uh, and she didn't like you or she disagreed with you. But in one of his threads, Matt Tybee, who who released the the dump for, for Elon on Twitter, said the decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, with formal head of legal policy and trust um vagina gad or vagina as tom calls her um playing a key role in all of that so according to matt's reporting vagina went rogue and was acting unilaterally to suppress the hunter biden laptop story and censor other conservative content which makes her even more despicable and it's you know it's here's what's tricky about some of these folks too right like obama's a charismatic dude i don't like him i hate his policies he doesn't like you. He hates this country. But he, as I always say, he's got some charisma. If you're in a room with him, I've been in a room with him before. You can see how people forget about substance for a fact and just get kind of drawn in. I'm not putting them on the same level at all. But you see Vijaya on a place. She's not an unattractive person. She's, she's you know, articulate, delivers things well. And she sells a good, tells and sells a good story to the point where it's like, oh, maybe... I don't know. Maybe she's kind of, maybe she's not lying. I don't know, but you you get what I'm saying, but she's not. She is like, like so many of them. She is a despicable, vile creature who did awful things with huge ripple effects across the country. It wasn't just what's happening on Twitter and what's not happening on Twitter. It had to do with conservatives losing their voice, their platform, which they have a right to have. It had to do with the election. It's, it's, I mean, it's, frankly, it's, it's treasonous. I mean, you had, there's so many polls that came out afterwards. 
Democrat polls or polls asking Democrats, would they have voted differently had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story that was suppressed across the media and across big tech? And the answers were in the 30s and 40 percent in some of the polls. Of, yes, I would have voted. I would have never voted for that man and that family had I known that. And what's sad about this is she's going to land on her feet because she's on the right team. So nothing's going to happen to her. She'll get a gig somewhere, get paid probably millions of dollars. She'll write a book that nobody's going to read. And then she'll end up being a contributor on news outlets like MSNBC or CNN. At a minimum, this chick should be disbarred. And more realistic, well, not realistically, but more desirable, at a maximum, she should be arrested, tried for treason. She tampered with the U.S. election. She played a key part in tampering with a U.S. election. And that used to be a crime, by the way. Still is if you're not on their team. But if you did it, trust me, there would be hell to pay. But her and the rest of the Twitter communists who interfered in this 2020 election by censoring free speech, something the platform was made for, think about it. They're the true insurrectionists. They love to throw around that term. But January 6th, which was not a great day, we had people on our side who made mistakes. There were people who led them and, and took them this way to make mistakes with the FBI and left-wing groups, but collectively it wasn't a great day. But you know what? Here's some truth for you, Vijaya. January 6th doesn't happen if we had a free, fair, and transparent election. It's not a day. It's not a day that happens. So obviously with the release of these emails, we know now that there was no free and fair election in 2020. We've had plenty of other data, but we know for a fact as it pertains to Twitter and the Hunter story that it it was going to have a huge impact. <clears throat> but <clears throat> what's fantastic about it is that never in a million years did anybody at Twitter think that somebody like Elon, oh, I bet the the biggest, you know, the wealthiest person on the planet's going to come by this and we're going to be in trouble. No, they didn't they never thought of this. They never thought that Elon would step up buy Twitter, and then release all of their internal Twitter emails, showing that they were exactly what we thought they were. A propaganda also, for the communists. Also, if you're going to have some kind of communication like that where you, it could be nefarious, <laughs> why have a thread? Why have... Have it to be able to be traced. Right. Like, think it through, people. Also, too, like, I was thinking about it. You're like, oh, she's going to get a job. Yeah, she's probably going to get called up by Harvard and be have an office next to Stelter, and she's going to have a class on how to how to rig an election. You know, and it's going to be the you know everyone's going to be there and they're going to love it. It's probably what's going to happen. And for me too, when it how you said January sixth doesn't happen, then everything that when Trump asked, um, why well, can't I remember who was the VP? Why, uh, Pence. gosh, Pence. You remember how he was like, Hey, you have, you have to recount and, and Pence is like, no, like this is fair. And let's do this. Like everything that Trump said to him about that stands true and shame on Pence for not listening and giving a, giving well, it a second thought. You know what I mean? Like, I tell you what, 
I mean, I say it all the time. I mean it. This is not a pro-Trump show. It's not that I'm against Trump. I I, I like Trump. I voted for Trump yeah. both times. If if Trump runs again, if he is running again, if he wins the nomination, I will vote for him again. But damn near everything he says comes true. Like I'm just saying. Like yeah. it's you know yeah. you. You, you you sit back and you look at it. His percent people would kill to have that kind of a winning percentage in anything, whether it's sports or business or you name it. He he says it. It usually comes true. Um, it's crazy. And 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 you're right. And the fact that Pence thinks that he could be a player moving forward is is no. I, well, especially now, especially now, no way. Credibility's gone. If if anyone's like, oh, vote for Pence, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Because here, I mean, here it is. It's not like Trump came up with these emails. Elon pulled these emails. Another, you know, another company's pulled them out. Here, let's look at this. See what happened. Here's the evidence. Cool. All right. Well, then at that point, he shouldn't. He he should not be allowed to. I, I mean, of course, it's a stupid rigged system, and he will still be allowed to. But no one should ever even second second think like, oh yeah, maybe I should vote for Pence. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, he obviously didn't have the American people in mind when all this was going on. He was thinking about his political career and who was in the room with him when all that was happening. And, oh, well, these are my peers and my colleagues and friends and all stuff. No, I gotta, I, I can't, I can't rock the boat when, right. you know, that's what I love about Trump. I said it way back before he got, I was like, he's, he, he's not, he, he's, he doesn't play their game because he's not a part of it. He's going to come in and shake things up and people are going to hate it. Yeah. And no, they exactly. did. As, as David says over on, uh, <laughs> on rumble for red voices account you know he's never a politician he's not a politician he's never going to be a politician yeah. he, he plays things differently and that's why they hate him that's why they yeah. are terrified of him like uh oh he's not going to play by the rules we can't get to him and he's got enough not just because of his his mindset his ego his attitude and the way he does life but he's got money he's got everything he's you know you can't go to someone like Elon or Trump, and they're not necessarily in the same category, but they're but they're different, right? And they're different with money. You can't go and buy them. You can't like they're just gonna be like, yeah. no, I'm not I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, well, which is... and and also too, like if there's one person who and maybe one this is one thing they were probably uh, afraid of, you know, scared was um the fact that you know like for years he's paid into some of these politicians to help them, you know, to like into their you know, races and all that stuff. And they're probably going, crap, he's got all this dirt on me. But yeah. did once, did he ever bring up dirt when he was in, you know, like he tried to, he, he did a little bit here and there, but it wasn't like what they did to him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He right. just, he just threw out facts and truth and they were like, whoa, what are you doing? And they're trying to get him on everything under the sun. Even when it came with the Billy Bush thing, he was like, yeah, I said it. Yeah, exactly. Like, clearly, yeah. I, clearly I said it. I I'm a dude. Dude say <laughs> stupid things sometimes. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean, and like, yeah, like what he said. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that was that was a pretty, was you know pretty far for what he had to say, what he was saying, especially about another woman. But he didn't know he was being recorded. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right? Like, well, I mean, I, I mean, exactly. Like, you you, you just got to be you. Like, I, I'm the biggest yeah. proponent of doing that. Like, be you. You're gonna say being you comes with some some consequences. I know yep. it does for me. I say some <laughs> stupid shit, but like, but it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to own it. I'm just going to own it. I make mistakes. I shoot for the best. I'm trying to do the best by everyone. I love this country. I, I, that's, that's what, you know, Winkler said earlier, this is a pro America show. hundred percent. Damn straight. This show is about America all the way. I don't care who the candidates are. I mean, I, it matters, but like, I'm not all in on a party. I'm not all in a candidate. None of us should be. We shouldn't go all in on Elon either. Just cause he's doing great things. He's doing great things. End of sentence, period. 
All right, let's do this. Let's skip the break because right. we're running out of time, but we've got a couple other stories I want to hit to. So <clears throat> let's, um, let's touch on this real quick because we've got Catherine Clark, who is a representative for Massachusetts, who appeared, this is just, she appeared on Meet the Press and relayed a story that supposedly happened to one of her children. Take a listen to this doozy right here. But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to, to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. All right. So you've got another leftist lunatic here who's inventing a story and inserting, in this case, their own child into said story to push an agenda. Here's the problem, though, lady. You're lying. There's, well, there's one or two stories. You're lying. Your kid never had a nightmare about climate change. Or, just as bad as lying, worse, in fact, if they did have a nightmare about climate change, you know why they did? Because of you. It's your fault for scaring the hell out of them about climate change and all this other nonsense. It, it just blows my, like, again, leave kids out of everything. Leave kid, I don't talk about my kids on the show. I don't share names. I don't share my family's names. I don't tell stories about them and insert them in or tell stories about other stuff, insert them in to try and make a point. Leave them out. You're a horrible person. Obnoxiously smug like so many other people in your party. And hey, I, I'm big into dreams, you know, but most of the time when your kid comes in yelling and they had a dream about something, it does nothing to do with the global ozone. population, oh, yeah. the ozone. <laughs> I, I would be looking going, all right, well, crap, like, is there something going on in our household that we need to fix? You know, you know, like I would be looking, I wouldn't be going, well, we got to, we got to fix the, the climate change. You know, like, I, wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be going there. I'd be like, all right, well, what's going on here? But that's just me. Maybe I'm weird yeah. like that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, looking like, inward, Disco. That seems a little just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. why would but you like, do that? Here, here, here. She is trying to pull the heartstrings of people watching the show, and even to the point this morning, I had to watch that clip like three times to really understand what she was saying, because it just happened so fast. I was right. like, wait, uh, where, where, where oh, dream? Like I, I didn't hear it. So like she, you know, maybe she would dove into it more further into that interview. But yeah. still, it's like, why are you bringing that up? Just calm down. Well, <laughs> just yeah, stop. exactly. I mean, well, it's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, literally, it shows just how they're frauds and how they just are willing to go on TV and shame on the TV in, you know, MSNBC in this case for allowing them on there, knowing how they're going to play the game, because that's how how they always do it. But they're they're so shallow. They're so insincere. And they make up these stories about children that are 100 percent not true. Kids don't dream about that. Kids don't dream about all the crap that the Democrats fantasize about. It's just, it's just simply not true. Like, but <clears throat> whatever, but let's, let's, let's finish on this story and then we'll get on over to booze and banter today. By the way, I will, as I'm saying that out loud, we will make sure that we paste that link for today's booze and banter in the various chats. We'd love to see you come on over and spend some time with us there. Pour yourself a drink. If you so, so choose, we got several things to touch on. Tom will be there. But this guy, I know, I, I know the answer, I think, to this question, because you used to live in Orlando. But have you and your family ever been on Splash Mountain? No, oh, many times. Oh, yes. I Fun mean, ride, right? Yeah, the briar patch. I mean, yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> no, you're a racist son of a bitch, all right? And you're fired. 
because okay. apparently <laughs> you're not fired. I we we, we need you. All right, you're, well, you're, see you guys later. Um, but apparently you are racist. Um, because I wrote it or because I just did that. Um, because Splash Mountain then, is now racist and being shut down by Disney. It's like <clears throat> It's a great ride on a hot day. It's like, a great ride a, on a hot a day. Flume, it's a flume. It's a flume ride. Whatever they call it, log ride. Whatever. It, like, flume, yeah, I think uh, flume is traditional. I mean, that's probably flume, racist yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know who called those? Lo- whatever. I, but I. But it's racist now. It first opened. This thing. This ride's been around since 1989. It was based on the 1946 film song "Song of the South." Excuse me. And it's it's <sighs> confusing to me how. A ride where you get soaking wet is racist, but then again, I I feel like I'm normal and I see things through a prism um, that's different than other people. A bear hunting a rabbit. Yeah, they're from the south, so they have a southern twang. (laughs) The rabbit wins in the end, by the way. He doesn't get caught. Um, and then they sing "Mr. Bluebird's on My Shoulder," whatever that song is. You know, at the end. where <laughs> it's the, I, I mean it, it literally you cannot get there unless you see everything through this prism of racial grievance like unless that is how like everything's that way like this cup this this keyboard this what like that's that's how some people are and i guarantee you the person who brought this up was white just because that's the world we live in now they're, they're getting offended for someone else yes 100 percent. of course well hey, hey they say they're going to close it on january 23rd maybe if, if i come up at the beginning of the new year we go yes to write it one more time film it just and scream have. the whole time this is racist <laughs> <laughs> but i'm loving it and it's hot because it's florida i would love I, I have you know i have friends who still work there um, in the production side of things, they're not like in the park, but they, you know, they go around film and stuff. I'm, I'll ask them like, "Hey, has the attendance been down at Splash Mountain? <laughs> like, has there been has there been no waits because no one wants? Is is it that race? Because you're right, this is someone in the higher up that's like, well, this is offensive to somebody, not me, but someone's probably offended by it. And it's 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 a, it's it's a cartoon. It's it's a ride. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's I mean, t- now, granted, the cartoons we grew up watching, I watch now today, and I'm like, how did they let that? How did they let that go? Like, get on air? Yeah, different time, all that stuff and everything. But it's just like, no, there wow. are there are things that you can see how people would get there. To which I would still say, you know what? It was made then. It was a different time. Things were different. Deal with it. Don't cancel it. Don't remove it. Explain to your children. Explain to your friends. How times were different. It could be a great conversation yeah. point. You couldn't make Blazing Saddles now. Blazing Saddles was a hilarious movie. It should not be canceled. A Wait, wet so ride. They're replacing it. They're replacing, they're replacing it, with, it with, with the frog movie thing. The Princess and the Frog. Yeah, they're they're taking a black Disney character movie to replace it. So you got to go that way, right? That's yeah, like but it's still that movie's filled with voodoo and all that other stuff. Like it's it's. Like, they don't I care about ruining your kids with voodoo. They just care about their message. Like my, my daughters wanted to watch it. I hadn't seen it. I was like, sure, let's watch it. We were like 10 minutes in. I'm like, let's watch something else. Like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. you know, when you get a little older, you could watch it. I'm not, just right now, they're, they're like sponges and they soak everything in. And it's just like, okay, let's, uh, let's let's not introduce you to that yet. You know, just so you can have a better understanding of what's going on. But that's what they were. Is it going to be another like wa- water ride or is it going to be something different? I have no idea. I, have, I, I don't know. I don't care anymore at this point. It's just, 
You see, by the way, you know, you live in Florida, you have families who go there. It's so ridiculously expensive to go there now, stay at a hotel, oh all God. that stuff, especially if you're on property. Guys, you see them doing, I guarantee you, Walt's rolling over in his grave. Like, he's not happy about this, seeing his company go this crazy. Well, his, his, his freezer. His freezer. Freezer. Sorry. Yeah. His yeah. chirogenic freezer. Um, he's, that's how we all get buried now. Um, but, <laughs> But it's just it's ridiculous to see that it's it's another reason why you don't why you don't do it. You don't spend money on people like this. They don't align with your values and they they get overly emotional and stupid about things like this, such as making Splash Mountain racist. And now they're closing it down. Um, yeah. I just wonder when the countdown's going to be to when they close America down in the the uh, the World Expo in Epcot. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think it's only a matter of time at this point. It's. Might as well just start everything over, right? That's what they want. Um, and then I, 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 I wanted to. I never got to do it, but I wanted to see the Hall of Presidents because I believe they brought Trump in. I hope they did. I'm not sure. If, I remember I, I was there when they introduced Barack Obama for the first time. So I wonder. I wonder what Biden does in his. <laughs> like that's because <laughs> you know each if you've if you've never been in the Hall of Presidents, it's every president's up on stage and they give like a, a few lines to a speech and they say something and all that stuff. It's really, it's really great. It's educational. It's awesome. They talk about our freedom and liberties and all this. It's, it's great. But I, I wonder with Biden, what his, his entry is going to be. It would be one of his mumbling words. That's just like, because <laughs> like, because like each new president gets like a chunk and they and like they'll come in and they actually their voice they actually come in and record the audio. What would be for great is if they just cool. straight up had an Obama character do his part. <laughs> just acknowledged it like it's um Yeah, well there's Biden, but I'll talk for him. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> no, because he really he's really running things. Um yeah. all right, Matt. Over on Facebook, my wife and I love you. Love you guys. Keep spreading the truth. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks for being here. We're glad that um, you guys spent some time with us today and every day. Thanks to all of you guys. We are headed over to Booze and Banter on Locals. Again, it's this link. We'll do it one last time right here. Come on over. Join us. Bring a drink if you want. Bring some questions. Bring a friend. We'll look forward to seeing you there. If you cannot make it for whatever reason, we'll plan on seeing you tomorrow right back here 2 p.m eastern on all the major platforms except for youtube because they're communist uh the other ones are too but they're a little bit more gracious towards us we'll see you there be safe be smart be free Just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.